When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Harvey Norman Wampaki, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. Welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Well, happy Saturday morning to you, one and all, wherever you might be, in the Gippsland region. And springtime has arrived, and we're well and truly into final series and all the local football and netball competitions around the area. Great to have your company here for Saturdays in Gippsland through till midday today. As Brad Sinclair joins me, my co-host, Brad, good morning to you. Good morning, Wes. Lovely to be here and... uh... There's just a spring in the step right about now, this year, this time of year, isn't there? Well, there is. We're in the second week of the final series here, as are the Gippsland Lurg and a few others. I think there's even a grand final going on in East Gippy mm. today as well. So uh, spring and footy finals have arrived, and we're live this morning from the Lang Lang Football Club. When we look out from this palatial media box here at Lang Lang over... The ground, the under-18 game is already on here in the Bank competition. The ground surrounded by cars, a big crowd in already, uh, special flags and streamers on the fence, etc. And we're looking at the under-18 game. Long Worry currently leading uh, Nearham South in the under-18s by eight points. So plenty going on around Gippsland today, Brad. But also, and thanks to Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, uh, your local store for computer and electrical and free click and collect available right now. Uh, the AFL this week and finals have uh, got underway after waiting a week with nothing, Brad. Mm-hmm. There's been plenty of action already. Uh, the uh, Lions got the job done by two points over the Tigers the other night in a controversial game. was, and we've got a bit of a grab on a, f- a few things from that that we'll grab later. Look, I, um, I've been saying every week... That game was the best game I've ever seen. Then the next week, that game was the best game I've ever seen. Well, th- Thursday night was the best game I've ever seen. Uh, that ever. No, it was good to see a high-scoring game. Yep. Yeah, that's the important part. But uh, play, uh, lots of commitment from both sides. And the Tigers will probably consider themselves a little unlucky, as does the coach, Damien Hart. When we were talking about the goal that travelled over the behind post. Well. And uh, the goal umpire thought it was a goal. Review said it wasn't. We don't know whether they could tell. I've got the, it's got to pass the pub test for me. And when I watched, was watching it, again, I'm uh, a couple hundred kilometres away, or a couple of thousand kilometres away from the Gabba. But it looked to me, if, if I was sitting next to you at the footy and I'd seen that and it was called a goal, I'd have looked at you and said, really? Yeah, I, I thought off the boot it was a point. And then yeah. I seen the second footage late last night that Channel 7 found from a supporter behind it. Mm. And it was a point. So at the end of the day, how we got the decision doesn't matter to me. We got the right decision. My question was is, mm. he didn't kick that on his left foot. So my question is, if you hire a plumber and he can't plumb... Yep. You're not going to pay him. This bloke's on $800,000 a year and, and he can only job. kick with one foot. Yeah. And he's a forward. It's not good enough. Yeah, you're right. It was only a few metres out. So, you know, it, we wouldn't be having this conversation had he kicked it a little bit straighter, which is if, his job. If it was up the other end, Charlie Cameron would have bent around and snapped that on the left foot, would have been a goal. So, interesting, uh, the coach afterwards, and um, he was pretty upset by it all. <laughs> 
here's a little grab from Damien Hardwick talking. Well, talking what he talking about what he's not supposed to talk about. He did a pretty good job not talking about it. Uh, Damien Hardwick on the controversy. What did you think about the goal review? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I just feel the technology is not good enough. It hasn't been for a long period of time. I think we put a lot of money into it, and clearly it's indecisive still. So we've got goal umpires. Pick which way you want to go. Did you speak to Tommy about his reaction? Because it didn't look from the outside like he thought it was a goal, but, again, that's a subjective no, judgment. I didn't. It's, it's bigger than that, though. The whole thing is that the technology is not to the level that it needs to be. So either get it better or don't have it. Is your concern that it was deemed a goal by the goal umpire and has been overridden based on some perhaps inconclusive evidence? I can't make that call. Like, I sit there and I see the same vision you do. I see the umpire make a call and generally it's got to be definitive to overturn it. But I've used a gif before, the common sense gif. But anyway, I'm not bringing that back out. <laughs> it's pretty costly, though. Would you like to see something? Oh, really? Do you think so? Do you think it's really costly? <laughs> Would you like to see some... Investment into the technology over the summer? Well, why don't we just let the umpires make the call? They're paid to do a job. Let them do a job. Or don't have them. One of the two. Like, to me, it just it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, I was pretty adamant when it first came out. But the fact of the matter is, what we did see is we saw a pretty good game of footy. And one side had to lose, and unfortunately that was us tonight. Yeah, one side did have to lose there. And uh, Damien Hardwick um, doing a good job of being the victim there, Brad. And... Uh... I don't like it. Let's let the umpires do their job. Well, how about we let, as you said, let the forward do his job from exactly. eight metres out, and then we wouldn't be having this conversation. Control what you can control, and you can control how that bloke develops as a goal kicker. Mm. Spend time on it, mm. and when when he was asked that question, he should have said, "It's out of my control." Yeah. What I can control is the way that Tom Lynch kicks, and that's the work that we've got to put in there. Look, Tom Lynch is a fantastic player, so it's just unfortunate that when the moment arrived, on this occasion, he wasn't quite up to it. And that's footy, you know. He's no Jamie Elliott. No, well... Uh, he knows how to do it. He's a cold-blooded finisher, no doubt about that. Now, a slightly different view here during the week, and it was Jared Waitley who had a view on how all this should roll out as well. Here's Jared. So the inherent flaw is that limited technology mm. can, gives you, can give you an absolute result so that the three-dimensional world can be captured in a two-dimensional image. I can't think of a clearer case study than this. So the determination that was made was we can see the ball crosses the line over the top of the goalpost. Well, we can't. We can't see when the ball crosses the line from the varying camera angles. So how could you possibly extrapolate where the ball crosses the line but this is the way this system has been um advanced and advocated for and used i can remember one of these from a sunday afternoon game i think it was a josh bruce kick at marble a couple of years ago up over the post and it was ruled as a as a definitive view of what transpired there is no angle that technology can provide mm. that can adequately answer those questions there is an angle though and that's the angle of the goal umpire he saw it. He knew where the line was. He knew where the post was. And he knew where the ball was. And he got overruled. That is, that is an overreach of technology. And the AFL can say all it likes today that they viewed all the angles and used all the freeze frames to say the ball was over the post. That is pretending. You cannot tell that with the technology that is in play in this system. 
Love listening to Jared there, and he's got a different view, obviously, to Damien Hardwick. Uh, they're saying there's pretending, and there's an overreach there from the video. The goal umpire called it. He was arguably in the right position. It's interesting, isn't it? Because we're talking about this because it's affected a final, not just a normal game. Yeah. And it ended Richmond's season, by it, and large. Jared Waitley's right, and who's? I think he's 99.9% of the time right, Jared Waitley. I listen to him every yeah. morning. He's brilliant, but... At the end of the day, we got the right decision. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I understand what he's saying, but uh, there's definitely an inherent flaw. There's no doubt. So the other player in this game was uh, Tom Lynch, and um, they got a hold of Tom, and uh, expecting more controversy, this is what he had to say. Got lost in the lights when I kicked it, so I actually lost sight of the ball, so and that's why I reacted the way I did. I wasn't sure. I should have put it through the middle. Um, yeah, that's probably my thoughts on it. The dog stole my homework from Tom Lynch. I didn't see it. The light was in my eyes. I reckon we just put that to bed. In the end, history will say that Brisbane won that elimination final by two points. Because the bloke can't kick goals. Well, true, but let's not take it away from the Lions. Oh, I thought they played a terrific game of footy. So, uh, Lockie Neal, probably one of the best finals I've ever seen of a midfielder. How good was that? It was brilliant. 39 yeah, possessions, yeah. but 15 clearances was the thing that stood out for me. Uh, 21 contested That's That's the best I've seen in terms of clearance. Uh, and yeah. there were times during that game where Richmond really had him by the throat in terms of clearances and stoppages and stuff. I know we've got to take a break, Wiz. Yeah. Well, a bit of time yet. What I do want to say is that I know Hardwick doesn't like to do it. You've got it, and we spoke about this last week, about Hazen Donk for Poowong out at the Poowong game uh, in that final last yep. Sunday at Niora. Yep. You've got to tag a gun midfielder. Yep. When does the penny drop and you say, geez, I reckon we might might put a bit of a stopper on this bloke. He's, they've won that game by 22, uh, sorry, two points. Yep. And you've got a midfielder dominating. You stop half of what he does, yeah. you win the game. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And I, you know, I can't believe they would have put a tag on him there. 39 possessions, whatever it was, it wasn't working. Exactly. So, hey, last night, uh, the Demons and the Bloods, the Sydney Swans, did battle on the MCG in front of about 75,000 people. And the Swans have shocked everybody in some respects, getting mm-hmm. up by 22 points. I think they had 28 tackles in the final quarter. Yeah. It was pretty amazing stuff. Their tackling pressure, when uh, it, it was a pretty game, but uh, they got it done. And I'll just say this, Brad. Uh, we talk about Melbourne's back and all that sort of stuff, and they'd had a bit of a checkered season as the defending champion. I wasn't convinced that they were back, and I didn't see... Uh, I'm certainly not convinced out of what came out of uh, last night's game either. There's still some good signs in there. Um, Ollie, what, what's his name? Clayton Oliver. In terrific form, yep. and yeah, he could arguably tie the Brownlow medal with um, with Lockie Neal, but I don't reckon Petrarca's at his best. Maxi Gorn didn't have a great night. Petrarca's last night. playing injured. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. But so, I, sorry, go on. Go on. No, keep going. Well, I I just think what Sydney did in a nutshell, they started early and they were bombing looking for Franklin, and it wasn't working because Melbourne will just pick you off, and yeah. that's what May was doing. Yeah. And they got Lever down there to do the same thing. And they've obviously gone in at half-time and, and spoken about it and said, OK, let's lower eyes and get guys hitting up. Yep. And all of a sudden, Papley come into the and game. they look good, yeah. And they look yeah. good. And, and they stopped that intercept mark by hitting players up, lowering eyes and hitting targets, wheeling off really quick and taking the game on. Callum Mills, absolutely superb, and so was Luke Parker. So funny, last night on the 7 News, about uh, three quarters an hour before, half an hour before the broadcast opened up, Tim Watson crossed to the MCG telling us that the Buddy Franklin was out with a calf strain. Oh, well, um, but at the same time, I happened to be in the car after that and I heard uh, the CEO of the Swans 
uh, Tom Harley, former Geelong champion, premiership captain, uh, saying that uh, he's looking forward to watching Buddy Franklin play against Stephen <laughs> May. So you didn't know what was going on. Buddy ran out there and he was, but he ended up being a bit of a decoy in many ways. He didn't have a yeah. great night. Um, May certainly could, got could, the better of him. You put your best defender to him. Yeah, but what and that's it, what happens. And, and it's all like you run from here to here. Where's the space? It's where you were. So right. he, he became the decoy. Uh, May did a really good job on him. Um, and we've got a quick grab of uh, Stephen May after the game last night. Oh, mate, he's a, he's a superstar. He's got to be on my toes the whole time. Uh, undis- undisciplined free kick I didn't need to give. Probably turned the game a bit there in that quarter, um, which, is, which is really disappointing. But um, I've just got to try and knuckle down and put him away. He's a superstar. He's finest footy is when he flourishes. So, yeah, I'm certainly on my toes. So that was half-time. Stephen May last night saying he's got to be on his toes with Buddy and... Uh, Ended up doing a pretty good job, and uh, the Swans get a week off. They're through to the preliminary final. Um, probably ahead of schedule in building a young side there. Other than Franklin, they are a pretty a reasonably young side. But preliminary finalists in 2022, they are. I've got to say, um, I was really disappointed with Kasaya Pickett with Melbourne last night. He spent the whole night sledging and yapping whenever a Sydney player got caught for holding the ball or something like that. Yep. He was in their face yapping. He had three possessions to half-time and did not get a possession in the second half. More worried about sledging and yapping? Yeah, get yourself a kick. Just a bit yap-yap. So uh, we'll leave that one. That one. Just a quick one, Brad. Next weekend, of course, will be Brisbane and Melbourne in the semi-final. Are you going to give us a quick tip? Uh, yeah, in one word, I think Melbourne. I, th- I think Melbourne. They've got to come down here now, Brisbane, and mm. they don't play well here. And yeah. I, I think Melbourne will get them. Yep, well, I'm not so sure. Oh, really? Oh, I reckon uh, Melbourne aren't at their best. They may lose harms with a report last night. So uh, we'll, we'll wait and see there. But I'm going for the Lions. Really? Yep. I'll have a pie with you. Right, Righto. Well, we will do. Now, quickly, tonight, the Cats and the Pies. We're talking all AFL here on Saturdays in Gibson, but we will get on to local footy and local sport uh, shortly. Uh, but this is a big one this afternoon. We'll be on air, of course, calling the Ellen Bank. Uh, second semi-final here from Lang Lang this afternoon between Neerham South and Bullen, the Cats and the Lyrebirds. And by the way, that should be a great game. But around 4.30 when the final siren goes, we're doing post-game interviews. The Cats and the Pies at the MCG sold out. It's going to be a beauty. Oh, you're a Cats man, and I got wind that you were trying to take today off so you could just uh, get home and watch it. <laughs> Look, I, on a serious note, I don't think the AFL have done the right thing by... Uh, Grassroots footy today by yeah. playing that game at four thirty. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know why you wouldn't have played. I know why the Perth game tomorrow and the the well, Geelong Collingwood game tonight. They want everybody to have equal amount of recovery time in state sides in particular. Teams that have got to travel like the Bulldogs. Well, there's, there's a two hour difference then. Yeah, yeah playing yeah. both tonight. Yeah, they should have been both tonight. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, that's how it is. They wanted to have them side by Catch side. Catch the mine easily. They got one hand on the cup, mm, Wiz. Oh, don't they I got get nervous when I hear that. One hand on the cup. It's oh. theirs to lose, Wiz. Oh, All the support. What is the word? Superlatives. That's the one. Yeah, uh, yeah no. Go Cats. Well, it doesn't really matter. It's about what you do on Grand Final Day. What are you pointing at? Oh, there? that's the best mullet I've ever seen. There's it's plenty not out only, there too. It's, it's what you call a per mullet. That's a perm and a mullet. Oh, yes. That is the old Dermot Bruton yeah. 1985 special. It is. It's very glamorous on top and a big party around the back. We're just <laughs> watching the under-18s here. And it is, what is it? Uh, Half time here, 4125 Newham South, trailing Long Warriors 6339. It's a surprise. And it? the collection of mullets out on the ground mm. is absolutely spectacular. So if you're in the area, uh, make sure you drop in. If you can't, then stay tuned to us here on SEN Track. 
this afternoon. Thanks to Harvey Norman Wontaggy, and we'll be calling the second semi-final live here. Hey, plenty coming up here on Saturdays in Gippsland, Brad. Uh, we will be talking shortly to Lockie Gillespie, the coach of Tour and Delmore, who are through to the grand final in the West mm. Gippsland competition. We've got our usual hot or not segment, uh, and of course our producer, Sammy Watson, will be joining us a little later on with his sports update thanks to Gippsland Power Equipment. So, plenty going on around here at Lang Lang today. It's finals time. Spring is in the air and Brad and I'll be with you right through until midday. So thanks to Harvey Norman Wontaggy. Harvey Norman Wontaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Great to have your company here Saturdays in Gippsland. Thanks to Harvey Norman Wontag, your local store for computers and electrical with free click and collect available right now. 24 minutes after 11 and last weekend in the West Gippsland competition, it was Tourit and Delmore beating Phillip Island by 37 points in the second semi-final and through to the grand final next weekend for the West Gippsland competition. And joining us now is the successful coach of the Tour de Delmore Football Club, Lockie Gillespie. Lockie, welcome to Saturdays in Gippsland and congratulations on making the grand final. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And, uh, yeah, we're all, we're all uh, very excited. Hey, mate, terrific win, 37 points over the Bulldogs and uh, you get the week off. Uh, it's been a really big year for you a lot and... Uh, uh, I think the, the the first and the reserve grade are through to the grand final. Am I right in saying that? Uh, yes, they are, mate. Yeah, we're uh, we're both in, which was a, a fantastic effort. And I'm just uh, at Dalston at the moment watching our uh, under-18s playing in their prelim, and we're down by four points. So uh, hopefully, with a little bit of luck, we can uh, we can get the 18s in as well. Lucky Brad Sinclair here, mate. Hey, uh, the last time we spoke. Uh, you're in a, a final series at that stage in the competition and your reserves win a grand final in uh, incredible fashion after the siren. You've boosted your team right now with two ex-Collingwood players, McCaffrey and Oxley. Boy, they've had good seasons. Yeah, they have. They've both been uh, brilliant players and, uh, yeah, really joined in with our group and, and uh, part of our culture, which is which is probably the most important. Um, it's good to have good players, but yeah, good good people is uh, is definitely more important. Now he wins the uh, league medal Thursday night by three votes from Kilcunda Bass's uh, Dale Gawley. Uh, Brent is probably uh, a funny one, isn't he? He was a Kilcunda Bass a while back and probably wasn't setting the world on fire, I might say. But gee, uh, from all accounts, he's uh, got himself in tip-top condition. Yeah, he has, mate. He's a, he's an absolute professional. Uh, he's uh, probably closer to me in age than he is to some of our uh, our eighteen year olds. But he, uh, he he works harder than anyone. He's, uh, he's in absolute uh, beautiful condition. Works really hard. Uh, we had a training session this morning, and um, yeah, he's out there at the end doing extras. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's no surprise why he got where he got. Um, yeah, it's just purely through to obviously hard work. I'm I'm sure of it. Now, you said that you're out there watching uh, the kids this morning in the prelim, in the under-18s. Um, I know you can't give away too much going into a grand final, but any chance, is there anyone in that squad that you're looking at this morning that might have some sort of chance of uh, coming up into the grand final side? Yeah, definitely. We've got um, young uh, Zave Shinners, um, who actually played with us uh, in the second semi um, last week. So he's, he's back in the 18s for this week to hopefully help them get across the line so yeah he's uh, he's still obviously thereabouts uh and we've actually played a few others benny sellings who won the under 18 league best and fairest uh he's, he's out here playing and joy 
as like they've all played seniors during uh, during the year. So uh, yeah, look, it's uh, it's nice to have that talent pool to, to, to sort of draw from as, as well as uh, yeah, some really some some really great players in our reserves as well. Now, Lockie, uh, preliminary final day today, West Gippsland competition. Warrigal Industrials up against Phillip Island, the uh, Dusties and the Bulldogs today. Uh, who do you reckon is going to win that one? Who are you expecting to face up against in the grand final next weekend? Yeah, I'll, I'll keep that one very simple. Uh, play straight bat. I think uh, Phillip Island will, will win uh, because they uh, are <laughs> higher on the ladder and they've only, uh, they only lost a few games, so that's... Uh, that's a simple one, but um, yeah, look, I think it'll be a great game. I'm, I'm really excited to see it, and I think uh, the Dusties, uh, you know, have played, I've, I've watched both their games, they've played fantastic um, footy, and, uh, you know, slowed the game down and played their style, and uh, have been able to, yeah, to to, uh, to get some great wins. They've beaten Phillip Island previously, so um, I'm just excited to to see, uh, see the game, and hopefully they beat the hell out of each other. Yeah, that's fair enough too, Lockie. Hey, I, the competition started in 2017 West Kippy looks like it's really improved we're in two, 2022 now it's into its sixth season even though we've had COVID uh, have you seen a massive improvement now in the in the competition yeah I have look we weren't there at the start but obviously kept a close eye on it knowing that uh, we sort of had you know one eye uh, from a club perspective to try and get back into West Gippsland from um, from outer, outer east or southeast. Um, so yeah, look, they have. They've improved and improved. We've got great players. I think it's now a bit more of a destination league. Um, so a lot of you know clubs from that outer east area are, are coming through um, and want to play. Uh, it's a great sort of uh, family environment. I think that's the other key part. People like to travel. They like to go and um, you know, it's it's uh, all the way through from our 16s in the football part of it. Obviously, not excluding the netball, but the football, our 16s, 18s, reserves, and seniors, everyone, all the families are part of it. And uh, yeah, look, I think it's a massive draw card. I, I, I honestly think it will get better and better, and, and hopefully, be become the Premier League in uh, in the Gippsland area. Sounds like we're just losing your signal there, Lockie, but uh, time's beating us here. We've got to go to the newsroom for an update. So, Lockie Gillespie, firstly, thanks for joining us on Saturday, is in, Saturdays in Gippsland, and good luck next weekend in the West Gippsland Grand Final to yourself and the Turin Dalmore Football Club. Thanks for joining us. That's um, Lockie Gillespie awesome. there, thanks the coach very much, of Turin really We've got to go to the newsroom for an update. This is Saturdays in Gippsland. Thanks to Harvey Norman Wonthaggy. We'll be back with nothing but net and more Saturdays in Gippsland right after this news break. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. Now it's time for nothing but net. Wait. Well, it is time for nothing but net here on Saturdays in Gippsland. And of course, netball is a big part of community sport and in the Ellen Bank competition, of course, we're getting deep into the final series for the netball as well. Brad Sinclair last week in the A-grade competition. Nil Madanum got up by just the six goals over Trafalgar, 38 to 32. Uh, Melanie Cook, 21, and Gabriel Painter, 17 for Nilma. And Danielle Davies, 21 goals for the Bloods. And in the other one, Lang Lang, 42, went down to Ellen Bank, 51. That was out at Nearham South where we were last weekend. Uh, Casey, 24 goals for the Tigers. Abby Bowman, 36. And Laura Pickering, 13 for the Eagles. So they got that done there. Uh, and um, have we got who's up against who this weekend in the netball, Brad? No, not in the footy record. Can't work that out. I'm, I don't quite see. Oh, 
Hang on, here we go. A-grade netball. Nearham South against Nilma Darnham. That would make sense. Second semi-final day. Of course, the Hilberg girls there in the uh, playing for the Cats. Uh, that'll be on just out the courts at the back here somewhere uh, this afternoon. In B-grade, Ellen Bank against Bullen. C-grade, Ellen Bank against Long Worry. And then the under-17s, 15s and 13s. Trafalgar featuring in all three of those second semi-finals. So, uh, looks like the Bloods are going all right in the netball, Brad. They certainly are, and uh, I'm interested to see uh, the Nilma Darnham and Neerham South in the A grade. There's my tip. Yeah, well, that's the second semi-final today, but it will be grand final day in two weeks' time. You that's what I'm tipping. Yeah, yeah, I think those two. They've been the two standout sides in A grade. There's no doubt about that. And, of course, uh, we've, we've spoken to stars during the course of the season for both of those sides, and uh, we expect a really good game of netball. So if you can't get down to Lang Lang this afternoon, uh, stand by, because Brad Sinclair's called it, and he reckons that it will be uh, straight into uh, the grand final for both of those sides across the next two weeks. All right, that's nothing but net here this week, and uh, apologies, we were going to speak to a netball person. We'll do our best next Saturday on preliminary final day to do that. All right, now, we're going to do a little segment that we'll be doing every week, Brad, uh, and uh, this is where you get to get all the dirty water off your chest. And uh, thanks to Steve back in the studio in Melbourne for his assistance with this one. It's a little segment that we like to call Hot or Not. Feeling hot, hot, hot. It's hot. Real hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. This is hot. It's so damn hot. Not. Wait. So hot or not, it's the name of the segment. It's where we get to talk about an issue and we debate whether, in fact, it is good or bad, for want of a better word, hot or not. Brad, you can uh, get started with what's hot or not for you. Well, do you think this is hot or not, Wiz? When a coach sits in at a press conference and spends most of his time slagging the uh, system. And the umpires. And while he was, I think he was having more of, yeah, I suppose it was more point at the league, but did Damien, was Damien Hardwick hot or not on the review system, the ARC? I say not. Yeah, I'm with you. Not. Not. Yeah, definitely not there. No doubt about that one at all. So uh, I've got a hot or not. And again, it's an AFL theme, but it can be on anything. So this is the one for me that the main final of the first week of the AFL finals would be qualifying final number one. That's first versus fourth. Geelong versus Collingwood. At a sold out Melbourne cricket ground this afternoon. We're starting at 4.30 in the afternoon while local footy's still on. Is that hot or not? Uh, It's not. Not in my eyes. Not. And why is it not? Well... do Do these people at the AFL forget where all those players playing in that game started their footy. Yeah. They started in places like Lang Lang where we are today. Yeah, absolutely. And give a little bit back. Yeah. I just think it could have been handled a little bit better if that's, at worst, a 7 o'clock start, two and a half hours later, start it. Don't tell me that's got anything to do with recovery. Two and a half hours later, play that at 7 o'clock. Straight into the Perth game live at 9 or 9.30, straight after, which is 7.30 in Melbourne. Yep. And bang, yep. you're away. Well, bang. Jeez, bang. Getting right into the microphone there. So Brad Sinclair says it is 
not. Not. Hot. Not. We're coming up with a lot of knots. I've uh, got a hot. I've got one too. Okay, do you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. So, here's something that is definitely hot to Chris Brew. The president of the you Lang Lang. <laughs> you stole You stole Lang- my pack. No, I didn't see it. I didn't see you write that down. The Lang Lang Football Club, who are our hosts today. And Brewery's been a great friend of the show today. Uh, you can see this on our social shortly. We'll put a picture up. We've been in it's getting ready for the show. Walks in with a magnificent plate with sandwiches and cakes and all sorts of stuff just for us. Uh, we're up here in the commentary position. Not just cakes, jelly slices. Jelly slices, the whole thing. Oh, Brad's already put on two kilos in the first segment. It is hot, no doubt about it. Thanks, Brewy. That's really, really good. They've been great hosts all year round, and uh, uh, Brewy hasn't let us down again. So I call that hot. Yeah, well, that's what. That's hot. But because I can think, because I can think on my feet, Wiz, and I've always got one in the back, in the bag. <laughs> I honestly didn't know you'd written that one down. <laughs> I've always got one, and normally. It's a knot that I've got hanging there, but I have got another hot that's just sitting there. And I know, you know, we get into the uh, AFL a fair bit, but and, on, and we just said one was not with the game tonight between yep. or this afternoon between Geelong and Collingwood. Yep. We haven't had finals at Melbourne in I think it was uh, eleven hundred and seventy days or something that's until a long time. last night. Yes. Um, and then the Thursday night game up in Brisbane, the AFL have done a superb job on the start of this final series. This is, without doubt, 2022, the best season this century, and I can't remember a better season than we've had, and I've been watching it for 50 years. <laughs> I'm thinking, I, don't, I can't remember a better season. So the AFL game right now, the game, the standard, everything about it, is it hot or not? Mm, I'll say hot. Yeah, it's hot for me. It's hot for me. All right, hey, that's that damn hot. That is hot or not here on Saturdays in Gippsland. Thanks to Harvey Norman, one thag a year local store for computers and electrical with free click and collect available right now. And uh, if you've got any hot or not, just get through to Brad Sinclair. He makes a list of them. He bumps into people all day long. Hey, if you're in the area, call in here to Lang Lang Football Ground. A second semi-final day of the Ellen Bank competition today. Nearham South. We'll be playing Bullen in the main game this afternoon. We'll have it live on SEN track uh, and on the app here from 2pm this afternoon. Should be an absolute crack. And if you can't get down here, just stay with us on SEN track for the afternoon and uh, we'll get you right through to the Collingwood Geelong game a little later on. We're going to take a break and we come back. It'll be time for our producer, Sammy Watson, to come in with his local sports update. Thanks to Harvey Norman One Thaggy. This is Saturdays in Gippsland. Harvey Norman Wonthaggy, your local store for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This is Saturdays in Gippsland with Ian Doherty and Brad Sinclair. This is Saturdays in Gippsland indeed, Brad and Ian here through until midday. We're live at the Lang Lang Footy Club for second semi-final day in the Ellen Bank competition. And I can just let you know at three-quarter time the under-18 game, a very, very entertaining contest. It is, and Nearham South have got themselves back into this game. 8 1 49, trailing Long Worry 8 4 52. Just a three point ball game. Both the huddles in front of us here, down by the coach's box. And uh, 
Both of these uh, young sides very, very fired up with the coach's address. So keep an eye on that one and keep you in to the scores here. All right, it's time for our local sports update. Thanks to Gippsland Power Equipment for the best deals on Cub Cadet and Rover Mowers. Don't settle for second best. Visit Gippsland Power Equipment. And joining us on the line is, uh, of course, our esteemed producer of Saturdays in Gippsland and last week co-commentator as well. Special comments man in our match of the day and he will be again yesterday. That's uh, Sammy Watson. G'day Shorty, how are you? Yeah, good thanks Wiz, how are you mate? Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, we're good. We've got a bit of a delay in the line, so I don't know how this is going to go, but your sports update segment, there we go. Now you're off to watch Link Catherine and Thaggy today in the Gippsland League. Yeah, I am. So obviously with the delay, I'll just zip through these because we don't want it to drag on too long. Off to watch Lingatherin and Thaggy. Uh, Gather are yet to lose a game this year, so they enter they enter as the red hot favourites today. But one thaggy will be happy to have Jordan Staley back in the side. Uh, the last time Staley played was when he was cleaned up by Lane Gather's Jack Ganane in round 12. Ganane ended up having a, receiving an eight match ban for that hit, which he tried to have overturned at the Supreme Court throughout the week, boys, but was unsuccessful there. So he won't be able to get back into the side for the Parrots, unfortunately for him. Uh, unfortunately for the Power, they've lost Mitch Hayes to concussion and Jacob Thomas to an injury, while the Parrots have added a dominant trio of Aaron Heppel, Cade Maskell and Travis Nash back into the lineup. And I said the crowd wasn't too big at Morwell for the qualifying final last week, boys, uh, but I guarantee it'll be packed. It'll be a packed house at Maui today to watch these two rivals battle it out for a spot in the grand final. It's going to be a big one. Going to be a big one, and things only keep getting better for the Parrots. Now, Meany and Dumbolt United most know it as MDU. Sammy, this, he uh, secured an exciting player coach, and I reckon he might have taken his brother across with him as an assistant coach. Yes, he has. Nathan Allen, he's come across from Bunyip. He's going to be a great signing for the Demons in 2023, and he's bringing his brother Ash as an assistant coach. A bit disappointing for us at Killy Bass, but I think he's living in Bass at the moment. Nathan, would have been good to get him to the Panthers, but he'll be a very welcome addition to the Menian Dumbork United Footy Club. Um, they finished 11th with five wins and 11 losses this season, so there's a bit of work to do, but there's definitely some potential there. And, yeah, I know from experience that he's an incredible player and he's got a great footy brain, so MDU have secured a ripper there. And uh, speaking of coaching appointments, Sammy, uh, we're talking about the Bulldogs. Phillip Island uh, are set to confirm their new senior coach for next year. Yeah, yeah. when I came on with you boys a few weeks ago, I said I believed Cam Pedersen would be coaching Phillip Island next year, and I can now say that will definitely be the case. Uh, another good year for the former Melbourne Ruckman in 2022, finishing third in the league BNF and he'll be a pretty handy uh, successor to Bo Vernon. But as we know, the first thing on his mind will be beating Warrigal Industrials in the prelim final today. Yeah, it should be a good one too, that one, no doubt. And now, Sammy, I spoke to Phillip Island's captain yesterday, Jamie Yule, who plays the summer season with Palmerston, who are going to have Gary Ablett Jr. playing in one game in November. Now, Jamie tells me that Cam Pedersen will just about play a full season in Darwin over the summer as well. There you go. Well, that that's pretty pretty busy schedule for Cam. He is a school teacher, so he might have a bit of time um, off and can get up to the NT. And he he'll certainly be 
if he's playing up there, that certainly means he'll be a playing coach next year. So that's interesting to see. Now, Sammy, you're a well-connected man when it comes to these sort of things, and there's plenty of coaching appointments going on at the moment. We reported this earlier in the year that Nano Goon Footy Club uh, decided to part ways with their coach because they wanted someone with more profile. What's going on down there? Can you tell us, uh, get us up to date? Yeah, last one here, boys. I'll relieve everybody of the delay. Uh, um, we know that they informed senior coach Luke Young that his services wouldn't be required halfway through this season. And reading between the lines, I reckon they've settled on a replacement. If, if you look at their Facebook page, you'll see they've announced a lot of re-signings of some um, key senior players, and they've advertised for the coaching roles in the under-18s and the under-16s, but not for the seniors and reserves. So they're yet to put up a post announcing who their senior coach is next year, but I can't imagine their star players would be re-signing unless they know who the coach would be. So I think they've got their man already, and maybe the fact that they haven't announced it is a sign that uh, he's, he's still coaching at another club. So watch this space, I reckon. And for, uh, I was just going to ask you boys if you wanted to follow up on the interest from Allen yeah. Bank Clubs on, on Luke Young. If, if, if you knew anything there. Well, sure. He's been very successful with what he did. He got uh, his mob into the finals this season. So you can imagine he was, uh, it would. But stay tuned on that Nana Goon story anyway. I mean, I reckon, how quick can you sell your house, Sammy? I, you can put every cent you've got on the fact that they've found their man and, uh, and are ready to announce that one. In fact, Brad's looking through the Facebook. I think they might have already announced it down there. So we'll um, work through that one as we go along. Hey, Sammy, um, we're going to get going, mate. And apologies, everybody, for the delay on the line. The signal's not a strong as it should be down here but uh, appreciate you uh, phoning through with your local sports report and we'll talk to you tomorrow uh, at Trafalgar for the first semi-final you'll be joining us in special comments again yeah, sounds good boys looking forward to it speak to you then thanks heaps Sammy Watson our erstwhile producer of Saturdays in Gippsland just phoning in his Saturday sports report thanks to Gippsland Power Equipment don't settle for second best Go and see Gippsland Power Equipment. Hey, uh, what we can say too is where we are at Lang Lang, they've appointed the 2019 Long Worry coach to coach Lang Lang, Daniel Fry. Oh, so they're all getting around. Mr Fry getting the gig with the Tigers next year and uh, they were pleased to announce that, I think, yesterday or the day before on their social media platforms as well. So Lang Lang got himself sorted out with a new coach for next year. Not sure whether Brewie's hanging around though, is he? He might be in a caravan off around Australia and I tell you what... If that's how he cooks with these sweet cakes, and I think I might be uh, just stowing away and underneath that caravan there, Wiz. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Hey, um, uh, Sam, he gets around, doesn't he? Sam Watson. Yeah. He's yeah. all over the he's place. Long Faggy, he's in Windsor, he's in uh, South Bank, yeah. he's out at Nyora. What's yeah. this bloke like doing? Uh, today, sticking his nose in the Gippsland League business there, watching... The major semi-final from the Maui football ground, which should be a really, really good game, that one, too. I'll tell you what, if it's half as good as this under-18 game that we were watching uh, near them south, it's, it finished on top. Only lost a couple of games for the year, and long worry, 9-7 and seven they were in the under-18s, and they hold a nine-point lead in the last quarter, long worry. With, uh, of the 18 players on the field, 14 have mullets. Yeah, which is a great sign. Love seeing that. So there's about 13 minutes to go in this under-18 game. At the moment, it looks like the Crows are, are going to come from a 9-7 and seven season and uh, through to the grand final, which is a pretty amazing performance by the Long Warrior Footy Club. Well done to them in the under-18s. Now, Brad, time's almost against us. We're talking about Geelong and Collingwood tonight and the second semi today, Nearham South, up against Bullen. I want your tips and tell us why it's all going to happen before we get going. Geelong, by the length of the Flemington's... 
Strait. I wish I shared your confidence, mate. <laughs> By the length of the Flemington Strait. Um, straight into a grand prelim, then into a grand final. And we'll go further. Jeremy Cameron will win the Norm Smith. Um, and today, it's hard to tip against Nearham South, but if anyone can do it, it's bull and bull. I'll stick with Nearham South. Hey, I like the way uh, Ellenbank played last weekend. I think they could be yes. the Smoky. Yes. Finally, they were the best team in the comp last year, yep. minor premiers. This year, they've struggled with injuries, but they finally got their line-up together. Different side, weren't they? Oh, no question. And uh, oh, they could be the Smoky yep. here. Uh, I, I feel pretty confident uh, about what they're going to do to Trafalgar tomorrow prelim. at Trafalgar. If they get through, it'll be a massive prelim It'll against Bullen Bullen. It'll be a beauty. Hey, you've been listening to Saturdays in Gippsland. Thanks to Harvey Norman Wontaggy for computers and electrical. Free click and collect available now. This has been Bradney and Saturdays in Gippsland. We'll talk to you next Saturday 11. Stay tuned for the match of the day this afternoon at 2pm. Nearham South versus Bullen. We'll talk to you then. Bye for now.